0: Hey, I'm Blake Francis. I'm a millennial and I've never listened to a podcast in my life. So the only comical thing to do is to create a series of audio goodness where I have a yarn to some interesting people I've met in my time. And the challenge is I'm rallying my co-hosts using only the mate's currency, a slab of beverages. Strap yourselves in because who knows where this could go. It's Best Mates with Blake. Yes, I'm back. And I'm getting the approval of my next guest because I don't think... You knew that you were going to get a slab of beverages out of this. Uh, Mason You Cox, just dumped yourself right? in right there. <laughs> just, I was like, oh, is just part of the gig? I was doing this with the kindness of my heart and now all of a sudden I get a slab of beers. How great is this? A hundred percent. I said to myself, there's two things that are the integral factors of this podcast and the idea of this is that one, I don't listen to a podcast and two, I just need the recipient, my co-host to give me their favorite drink or beer or whatever it is and I'll give them a slab. That's it if i get people starting to go like oh no i won't graciously take a free slab of drinks it's like guys the integrity of the podcast is being ruined come on yeah, don't worry about that don't worry about that i'll be i'll be picking the most expensive yeah. beer at, at Liquorland. land <laughs> <laughs> she's going into there like so, okay, uh, a hundred dollars that'll do <laughs> no fine. hey mate whatever you want i appreciate it coming on board i should introduce yourself to everyone listening uh this is a, a good mate of mine mason cox he's a collingwood ruckman and forward and also Got the title of the tallest man I know. And that's coming from a six foot three guy as well so i thought i was doing all right in life and then i hit you and i'm like boy i could have strived a bit more when i was going through gross spurts i appreciate there's, you there's always on the me. one guy that walks into the bar it's got to be taller than you and then you just look at him you're like and the king or the crown goes to you <laughs> it's been real enjoy the rest of the night there's, there's got to be a point of too tall yeah i mean ideally you're probably looking at six seven uh for everyday <laughs> life like you can still get yeah. like probably shoes online you can probably still get clothes that's yeah. like like. Yeah, shop you can actually go shopping at the mall and actually find something that fits you uh door frames are about six foot eight um i can test that because i'm six foot eleven i'd have to duck through the door frames i love it um, uh, yeah yeah you, you figure well. these things out <laughs> You just, well, it's everyday life. You know, how many doors do you walk through in a day? You know, do you kind of figure it out after a while? But everyone's like, oh, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I just have to like physically look down at the ground. So I don't look like you look just a bit down today. You know, I'm like, no, I'm just actually trying to fit through a damn door. I'm genuinely just trying to live your life. Yeah, one day at a time. But yeah, it's six, seven. You might be able to get on an airplane, all that kind of stuff, fit in a car. There's so many things that people just take for granted every single day. Even like cooking, like food on a countertop, dude, like Oh, yeah. You have to bend over and your back's like cooked after five minutes. So, oh my God. It, it just, I mean, six foot three, man, like you're tall for male. Well, like, take it and run with it, man. No, 100%. Oh, at what point, when was the time where you were like, oh, crap, I keep growing? Now, I was, I was back center every school photo for a long time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, everyone else just lined up. I'm like, you know, everyone just, you know, figure it out from where I'm at. So, no, man, I was, I was like, I was high in my gross, but I'm to say like sophomore, junior. High school, but yep. I think you might it my here in Australia. But I grew six inches in a summer from junior year to, to senior year. So from grade eleven to twelve, and I had like a friend of mine in like my freshman year, year nine, who was taller than me. He has a photo, of taller than me, six inches. I don't know what those in centimeters, but you just yeah. got to do the conversion. But he's got a photo of him taller than me, and he hasn't grown a single like centimeter since. And now he's got a photo of us, and it's like I'm like a whole foot taller than him. And he's like, you wouldn't even believe this picture is actually the two same people that like that are now. Like it's just insane. So, I grew really quick, like really tall, really quickly. I think that's like kind of one of the reasons. I guess I didn't play basketball is because I grew so quickly and didn't have like this idea that you know going into I guess that kind of year nine, which is usually when we get pretty competitive, and whether or not you want to take this forward. um, Yeah. I was still probably average, uh, or I was average at that time, and then everyone else kind of hit puberty before me, and then the old late bloomer uh, shot up like a bean sprout in his eleventh uh, year, and then everyone's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" So that's insane. It's uh, it's been an interesting, interesting journey as far as height. But did it come uh, from? Yeah, um would earlier. Did it come from your your family? I think I've seen a photo or two. You've got a pretty tall family from memory foot six six foot eight mom's six foot yep. does like six one six two so yeah, we're from my mom's side because like yeah. we've got heaps of block on that side they're pretty tall but we'll go to like an airport people think we're like a legit basketball team <laughs> just like <rolling> through like <laughs> 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 map just three brothers and mom and dad going talking about your family mate you grew up in texas obviously if no one's picked up the accent by now mason is from america and dallas texas you call home was the childhood and i hate to make the comparison because i feel like everyone does but it's a great launching point is that american movies growing up in america and like your school camps was it much different to what you see here in australia or you, from your own experience yeah it's not it's not too bad like i think in, even in melbourne like i don't quite understand the whole private school public school like where i grew up it was essentially everyone went to a private or to a public school yeah uh, and you'd move to the actual location to go to a certain schooling that was better than another you know uh yeah here it's a lot of just private schools and it costs buku's money to send your kids to school which i find yeah. phenomenal but growing up man like i find it funny. everyone's like oh do you you know wear cowboy hats you know do you have the other cowboy <laughs> boots you know, you're from texas do you ride horses to school And people are kind of like, it's kind of funny because there's both sides of that spectrum right like people yeah. think that texas but then when i go back home people are like oh do you like have pet kangaroos and like koalas and stuff? you like, don't, even, don't even know where that came it just from. just blows your mind. I always tell them I'm like, because the deer is essentially what a kangaroo is become. You know, it's like the deer is somewhat <laughs> yeah. of like a rodent you're afraid of yeah. running into on the road, you know? Yeah. And so it's the same thing with a kangaroo. So yeah, I, I find this funny of like these kind of stereotypes that people just tend to believe. And I don't know if it's just a conversation starter or something, but people like yeah. genuinely think like, oh, I've got a cowboy hat and I've got cowboy boots, but do I wear them every single day? No. Uh, do I know how to two-step and dance like that? Yes. But that's just through like just culture of just being uh, – like have friends there a lot more, I guess, not necessarily redneck, but like more country folk than actually city folk. So it's funny to see both sides of the spectrum because there's so yeah. many things that people just like push on you and say like, oh, well, that's, must, like, that's what I've seen in a movie. Therefore, yeah. that's what must be true. Yeah, um, yeah. But Dallas is – yeah, I mean, it's a city, city like any other city, man. Like, yeah, plenty yeah. Of people from all over the world, all different walks of life. Grew up in a very middle class place. Uh, it was probably 30 minutes from the city, and yeah, it was. I, I don't like, I look at it, and I'm like, there was nothing growing up that was just like so unique, you know? It was yeah, very yeah, much white picket fence house, and just yeah, living the you know, American dream, I guess, with both parents working their ass off to, yeah, to provide for the family. So, yeah, it wasn't that interesting i'd say um <laughs> but i do find it funny the way people project certain ideas onto the way you probably grow up no and that's what clearly hollywood and the film industry have done for the american college life when you were growing up obviously you're super sporty now but what were your hobbies like i'm gonna take it you just said yeah, cowboy boots and cowboy hat were you like a good old rodeo guy (laughs) having to go into like boot scooting ceremonies and dancing oh we do have the world's largest honky-tonk yeah (laughs) far away so far away billy bobs but uh, now growing up i was i was like i was very much a nerd and and, um, really, in high school and stuff. man. I was into math and science and physics and all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. loved it. And that's kind of, whenever I went to university, I studied mechanical engineering and got a an yeah. degree through that. So kind of like growing up, I played obviously, I played soccer growing up. I uh, played a little bit mm. basketball and like kind of, was one of those kids that just played every sport for fun. Had two yeah. older brothers. So we all competitively played against each other and everything else. Yeah. And soccer was the one that I probably you know, I kind of gravitated to and then put all my time and effort into that and played yeah. tournaments overseas, got to travel all over the United States with it and played mm. you know, it's the top tournaments that there were around the world. And uh, from that, uh, nothing happened with but like soccer. I was <laughs> essentially said, you know, it's if you're not picked up by 16, yeah. you know, to some European league or wherever it is, like you're not going to make a career out of this probably. Yeah. So I decided to go down the engineering path and that was kind of like my passions was essentially study and just trying to find a way to kind of create this career path for myself. Like a lot of people do of, you know taking the things you're good at and trying to uh, put them into a life sense of being able to make a salary and an income from it and um, yeah. my, both my parents were mechanical engineers so I just kind oh, of really? took after them and went to university for that. And then um, we were talking about like what the Americans or like the Australia's vision of American college. And that was very yeah. different from what I grew up with, Blake. Um, yes. College <laughs> was my release from my family. and my, my, I guess growing up um, stages, were a lot of that was in college where there was a lot of stories that I cannot tell, nor do I yeah. want public. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, this is a safe what? space. This is a safe space. This is not safe. So this is the interweb, bro. This is the interweb. I'm this just, is not started, a safe I'm just started this podcast. I've got no audience yet. I've got like my mum might listen to this at this point. Like your mom doesn't want to hear this. I can guarantee that. <laughs> you right, we'll catch up. We'll catch up for a beer and a round of golf, and you can let yeah. me know one of these stories. I'll, I'll uh, tell you some great stories of uh, party party times in, in college. <laughs> oh man, growing up, I was one of those guys. Played some hockey, tennis. Were you pushed into those, or did you want to trial them? Like, were your parents kind of like, yeah, whatever you want to do? How were they about it? A lot of it goes. I think it's not until you have friends that are actually parents you realize how much time and effort it takes to actually raise a child. And Like, yeah, just having. I think about. I've got two brothers. So there's three three siblings. Yeah, uh, and to take all of us to soccer practices, baseball practices, football practices, everything else would have been just a full time job within itself. Crazy. And then to throw on the full time job on top of it is just phenomenal. How parents do it, but yeah I, I don't know like i just i think my brothers and myself like having the two older brothers that played you know a variety of sports i think we mm-hmm. all just kind of bonded over that and we're all competitive pricks even to today like my brother and i will refuse to say who's better at basketball than the other one but <laughs> and even then they, they play afl in the u.s and they still hang it over my head that they've won a premiership over me so uh, there's a little trash <laughs> talk obviously brothers have and i think i think growing up man like we just all enjoyed kind of being outside we all like with parents worked full-time jobs and didn't get back till five six in the afternoon and we ended up just kind of you know helping each other out once one could drive they drive the other one to practices and everything else and yeah yeah we all played soccer was probably the one thing we all played 100 percent, and we had the sports at high school so it works a bit different yeah. where you have like a select team which is a team you you pay for and then and there's a team at like high school that you end up playing for also. And mm-hmm. um, depending on what sport is depending on which one you might actually get recruited out of. But I mean I played for two different soccer teams at the same time, one for a high school, one for a select team, because the select mm-hmm. team was what you'd get recruited from. But the high school yeah. team was essentially a class that you got yeah, to do. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit of a different organizational way of doing things. Yeah. Uh, but with the family man, like we just always were active. Like we had three yeah. brothers, never had any pets, with three animals in the house essentially between <laughs> the three of us. And like God bless my mother and my father. Cause I don't know how the hell they did it, but we were just rambunctious and just did anything and everything. And it was yeah. back in those days, like you said, where if you wanted to know what was going on or where someone, uh, a bunch of people were hanging out, it was how many bikes were in the front yard. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. you know, how many guys have <laughs> logged on online on PS5, you know, this time, whatever it is, you know, and yeah, I find it funny going to work now. There's a lot of 18 year olds that come in and, yeah, you know, they're all on their phones and doing all this other stuff. And I'm just like, man, like people are starting to lose the, the sense of being able to hold a conversation, the sense of like, being around people and making the most of the experience and just getting caught up in the stuff that doesn't necessarily 100%. Matter, but I miss those days, man. I miss those days of just rocking up to a friend's house and like not even knocking on the door, just like walking in and like chucking the bike in the front yard and playing basketball on the driveway, or whatever it is. You 100%. Know. Oh, there's those there's... really good old days. There's so many was it like that in Australia here? Yeah, there was so many memes and images that go around now. For example, it'll be a photo of a front lawn, six bikes just like lying down yeah. on it. And it'll the caption will be like, the kids of today will never know what this meant. And we're all there just like, whoa, like the best thing ever. I know. And so, no, 100%. It was definitely similar for that. Then Playstations and, you know, your video games came out. I remember plenty of times where we'd have a few mates over, they'd crash the night and we'd sit up there. We'd bring, <laughs> I remember one night, a good mate of mine brought a TV over and an extra PlayStation and we are system-linked Zombies, and we were playing like four <laughs> players there, and we we ordered pizza and we had soft drink because we weren't old enough for anything else, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> we just, I just stood back, like, oh my god, this is the life. I think I peaked. Unless you want to come over, and we can play some zombies and I eat I'm pizza. Keen. We'll bring, we'll kick it back one day. We'll just bring some. I don't know if y'all have root beers here or not, but we'll just have some root beers and pizza. Bring, and just gin, ginger beer, zombies all we, ginger, ginger beer. beer yes. There Bundaberg. You go. I'm in for some Bundaberg ginger beer. Oh, absolutely! Is that a new sponsor for the show, Bundaberg? <laughs> Mate. Oh my god. Oh, I don't. I can't remember if you've been to our house or not. But I've got a rum bar, and I've been collecting rum bottles. I've been collecting them for like a few years now, and I've got a nice little collection. And the very first spirit I had was Bundaberg rum back on the Gold mm. Coast, Queensland, classic. And I just had a Bundy and Coke, and I went. My eyes just opened. I'm like, this is this is it. Never this is me. Back. But mate, I'm. So, I can certainly work out some bunderbergs there if we have a little cod <laughs> a cod sesh. Um, unless you, you collect you collect the bottles, man. I, in college, we used to after a big night, we'd always like have a different you know bottle we would go through before we go out for we're going for drinking and stuff, and we always if it was a good bottle. night. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was like, five, it'd be like a whole group of us, you know, and we'd like yeah. drink that before, and then if it was a really good night, we'd keep the empty one, and then at the uh, yes. end of the year, being Oklahoma, and this is probably not so much probably say too often, but being Oklahoma, I had a couple of friends that had a few guns. We'd have a big bonfire, all these trees that cut down in the middle of nowhere, and then we'd throw the bottles in there and like, like, oh. batch them with <laughs> the shotguns, and we'd shoot them, out, shoot them out, and we'd tell the stories of that night and go through like the year of what was, you know, and it was always a good uh. kind of like wrap up, kind of fun, but yeah, used to used to do something similar to collecting those bottles but just a bit more redneck yeah. Sure. yeah we're bogan okay sorry bogan bogan, bogan. yes yeah, yeah. i don't have anything like that did you apart from that one like was there any really? family traditions no y'all have to come to the next thanksgiving yeah um, uh, it's a yes. big thing every year like obviously in the u.s thanksgiving is like our kind of and uh, thing that's very unique to us Um yeah. and i guess our history and culture whatever but thanksgiving i've started doing it in australia so i've done it every single year since i've been here and anyone yeah. that's like like a lot of my close mates are people that are like coaches and stuff that like helped me out along the way, I've come to this Thanksgiving dinner. It's kind of grown and grown over the years. Yeah, and it's just—it's kind of funny. Last year, so we had it in December, November. It's supposed to be, but we had it in December mm-hmm. last year whenever I got back. And it was such a big year of 2020 that yeah. like what you do on Thanksgiving is one of the traditions we have is we, everyone sits down before you have any food. Like have this massive dinner and everything, cooked this turkey, all these all these different fixings, and then you sit down. And everyone says what they're thankful for before yeah. you have food. And I think just like after that crazy year everyone like man it was every single word everyone was saying you're hanging off of and people were just crying and bawling it was so emotional (laughs) and everything else but, like, at the same time, like, it is so emotional and everything else, but it brought us all so much closer together, sharing those stories of like what we went through and some of the hardships everyone had. And, like, we had friends that, you know, parents passed away, and they were – parents were in the U.S., and they were in Australia, and it was tough from that perspective. And we're so thankful to have people around them that we're able to help them out through those kind of things and, yeah. and support them. And then you've got other people who, you know, like myself, who is isolated without anyone that I really kind of probably hang out with on the – day-to-day basis up in Queensland and not really being able to have many freedoms or anything like that and I I think that Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday and favorite day of the year to kind of reminisce and just be grateful for what you have in your life Mm -hmm. I think we kind of go through these day-to-days of every single day we kind of get up and we meet these people we see these people and you know what people bring you positivity to your life and happiness Mm -hmm. and everything else and then it's good to sit down, take a breath, sit back and have like a weekend where you just sit there and hang out with people that truly are like kind of your core group that you really hang on to, to be able to help each other and help you get through some tough times. And yeah. to sit there and say like, thank you to a person and look them dead in the eye and say like, you mm. I, like, I actually love you as a person. like And it's not... Mm you know, weird, like, it's just like you (laughs) supported me through some of the hardest times I've had. And like, I sincerely appreciate you in my life. And without you, I don't know where I'd be. And like, whenever you get that said back to you too, man, it's like, it's really just like, it gives me goosebumps right now. Like just thinking about it, like, it's awesome in Australia, people are a lot more open and honest and have these deep, meaningful conversations. Unlike the US, I feel like it's a place they need to work on a bit cause they're a lot more cutthroat, but Australia is very much aware of mental health and aware of these things. And it's not something you just kind of talk about and it's like, Oh, whatever and you move on. And maybe there's just a bit of a stigma to it or whatever. Like it's actually now in the last five to 10 years, you've really been able to see how much it's grown and how much um, media attention and everything else it's got to make people realize that, you know, it is nice to share things. It is to open up and everything else. And I think that's like one of the biggest things with Thanksgiving is just, it's an opportunity for everyone to sit down and just, come to this realization of how amazing life is to have these people around you and, and have them uh, be able to support you through the good, the bad times and everything in between. I don't think you could have said it any better. It's, it's one, obviously speaking about the holiday itself, we don't unfortunately celebrate as the national holiday here. Um, but the fact that you're trying to assimilate a little bit of American culture into Australia, keeping hold of that part of your life and trying to project that onto other people I think that in itself is a really vulnerable, reflective, honest representation of who you are. And I think what you found in your description of the people that come or are invited or mates of yours, they are the recipient of that. They know that that is you. They're your qualities. Looking someone in the eye, telling them you're a great human. I appreciate you wholeheartedly being in my life. That is can only make the recipient feel like respected as a friend, really valued as well. So I personally, I never really knew what Thanksgiving was for. I knew you <laughs> ate a turkey, you sat down with your family, <laughs> some friends, that sort of Watched stuff. Football. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, pretty much. But I don't think I understood and hearing you explain it, it obviously means so much more to Americans as a, as a holiday and having that ability to take a step back from your own life even though last year was weird because you had to have a perfect balance between looking after yourself and looking after the people around you you had to find that balance i think that holiday as you described it more than ever last year would have meant the world to those people mm. it's just thing i think everyone nowadays they portray this idea that life's perfect mm. um, life's not perfect you know we have social media that we put the best our best self on there and everything else you know and that doesn't mean our every day is amazing you know but yeah to have like acknowledgement say like, yep, yeah, I know I can trust these people to keep whatever I say and whatever I do to themselves. And I think that's like massive with myself who's, I guess uh, somewhat in the media sphere and you now as I guess um, a lot of criticism and stuff on a weekly basis for what I do as a job to have those people I know I can have those conversations with where nothing is going to leave there and it can be personal. It can be, you know, something that's happened in a public sense. It can be whatever it is. And I know that conversation is going to stay between us, but everyone portrays this idea that life's, you know, this perfect thing, but like, I think the beauty of it is it's not like, you're not mm-hmm. going to have a great day every day, you know? And if mm-hmm. you do, I, I, like I don't know, you're some unicorn or whatever it is, but like I just think that whenever you have terrible times, like you, you gotta you gotta fight through them, and then whenever you have the good times, you're like, oh man, you look back and you go, man, that wasn't that terrible time was not as terrible as I thought it was in that moment because. Yeah. Now I see the other side of things of how good it can be and how good life is whenever things are going well. That it's it's worth every once in a while having to go through the stresses of those kind of things. And I like, think yeah, like that Thanksgiving. Like sometimes in the states, it's not necessarily as formal as that, where you're individualizing every single kind of person mm. at the table. Um, it's more just a grand thing of like thank you know thank you for everyone for being here and the fact that we're able to put food on the table and have a you know a roof over mm. our head. Something as simple as that, but. I think with my traditions and stuff and the way it's kind of flowed and everything else of some of the things that have happened in our lives through our kind of core group is we essentially, it gets so emotional, but we'll go through almost every person at the table and just say Mm -hmm. like, this is what you mean to me. This is what you provide for me. And this is what I value so much about you. And this is what I think makes you such a great person. And and I I could say the same thing with you, man. Like, You're one of the most positive people I know. Like, How many (laughs) people want to just start their podcast on the side, you know, just like screw it. Why not? And I think, you'll find a lot of people are willing to help you because they know that it was the tables were to turn, you know, you do the exact same thing for them. So mm. I think these things, you realize these people like how important they are in your life and to give credit to them and say, you know, like this is, I think you're a great human being. I think you're very genuine in what you do and everything else. Then, it makes them feel like really good. And I think it just makes that connection between the two people that much stronger Mm. to the point that you have mates for life. Absolutely. Um, Probably nearly two years or two years now. So I did a solo trip through America for six weeks and Austin, Texas was a city I'd never been to before, but oh my God, it is probably one of the most fun cities I have ever been to. I will say, great weekend to go there. There was Austin City Limits, the music festival. Oh, mate. <laughs> that's <laughs> the best weekend in Austin. <laughs> okay, well, that's great then. Yeah, i okay. a, a, uh, you, uh, you chose some great timing. Yeah, that's no, good. My brother. My brother lives in Austin and it's, mate, oh, i it's, it's, spend more time there than I'll probably do at home when we get back to the States. I, I, I absolutely loved it. So, Austin City Limits, the three-day music festival and, oh my God, this leads me on to the barbecued meats i can't i'm sorry to any vegetarian vegan that will listen to this but holy moly i went to a place called black's barbecue and i went and i was like there's a lineup outside that only means one thing either they're just busy or stuff is good there i got myself a big um is it a longhorn beer no not oh, not Lone Star. Yeah, that's the one. Long horse yep. is, the, is the football. That's I mean, no, I don't, I don't drink beer. I don't, I just, no, I've never um, heard of it. No. <laughs> uh, I got the Lone Star and I'm like, all right. Oh, they had, um, they had like brisket sauce, like a bar, homemade barbecue sauce in there. Yeah. So, and, uh, oh my God. My mouth is actually salivating talking about it right now. It was the most amazing meat I've ever had. And that has got to be one thing you have to miss. You Surely you like grew up on that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's- um, What a lot. Oh, man, like <laughs> my, my dad, like my dad's got a smoker, man. And it would be oh. Oh, it'd be like two meters long or something like that, what? or two, three meters long, whatever. It's like this big barrel. And he's got he's got this thing. It's like been a passion and a hobby of his for a while. And he's got this thing sorted out to a to tee. You know, It's he's got, I always tell people this, he's got a, a, a necklace, right? It's got a little mechanism on the necklace. And it's like a, um, it's a little computer thing. And it's Bluetooth and it goes Bluetooth to the temperature gauge that goes into the meat inside the smoker, right? So he'll put this temperature gauge inside a big brisket, you know, a huge brisket. Yeah, yeah. Puts the temperature gauge inside. So anytime the thing goes above a certain level or below a certain level, whether it be, you know, how hot the actual drum is or how hot the meat is, he'll, he'll have his necklace start beeping. And then he goes outside and knows whether or not to put more wood on or open the, you know, open the air system a bit more, have more airflow in, whatever it might be whole thing figured out so he'll sit there for 16 hours he'll go overnight and he'll sit there on the couch so like there's like the couch and then like on the other side of the wall is the smoker outside and he'll sit there watching tv and you'll see him all will come down at like 2 a.m in the morning he's just like, passed out, like snorted, you know? and he's just like you just hear this beep 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 he's like oh, oh, oh. um but right, I more more, of a skin, uh, put more ochre or whatever it is, on the on the fire. Oh. Mean, just I'm telling you, man. He'll take it out, and we'll have heaps of people over. You now. we'll have, we oh. have the ribs, the brisket, the pulled pork, all that jazz. And then, like, it's one of those things you just like pick it up, and you just can't even hold it in your Just, hands yeah, and just it falls, falls apart. Just like, oh, it's oh. the greatest. It's one, one, of the biggest things I miss from Texas. Is yeah, for sure. Like, it's oh. just next level. Like, there's a place called Franklin's in Austin, Texas. Franklin's is a place you have to show up at, like seven a.m. in the morning and if you're lucky yep. you'll get in at like 12 so people just sit there and drink beer and hang out in the line like all morning all <laughs> afternoon and it takes like four to five hours to get through the line because this place is so just well known for it and he only cooks a certain amount for the day because he's got to do it overnight so he'll awesome. go through the line be like all right how much are you going to order of whatever whatever you know and then he'll go down and be like well, we only have this much left of this such a side to where it might be and I, I've had some amazing barbecue in my life with this thing I can talk it up as much as I want and it'll still be 10 times better than you ever could imagine. Like, it's that good. And he's, hes run, you know, like the little, like, new app called, like, Masterclass, or whatever it is. Yeah, yep, yeah uh, He's one of the fellows on there for barbecue. So, nice. he's, like, legit well-known. as like, he's had Obama and everyone else eat there, you know. Like, he's just, like, the best of the best. And only wow. uses salt and pepper. Just all about the smoking and how he does it. And then, oh, it's just, oh. No, yeah, I, just, I'm hungry now, just about it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm far out. Yeah, What are <laughs> we'll you doing after this? And... Say, do you do after this? I was going to say What are you doing after this? Can we go and find Like it will be A terrible imposter Of an American barbecue mm-hmm. place But Let's go for lunch after this, mate. It's it's lunchtime as we're recording. I'm seriously <laughs> in. I'm seriously in. I've tried out almost every barbecue place, and even like there's a place called um, it's called Meat Festival that you saw with COVID. Everything's got kind of changed. Yes, but I know. Yeah. It was in um in Flemington. That was just like every barbecue place in town used to go there and have a little like trailer that they'd cook out of, and you'd be able to trial all these oh. different places all at once. Man, and it was just like heaven. Oh. I sorry, it was like three years ago or two years ago. I went and it was like the weekend. It was like the week of round one or something and I went like a couple days before our first game or something along those lines and I was like showing up to the game still feeling like the meat sweats essentially (laughs) like eating at this place it was so good though man like well this is funny that we're talking about barbecue meats because I want the people to know a little bit more about you and so I've devised a little quick 10 question best mates quiz best mates quiz best mates quiz yeah, it's just yeah. a simple this or that would you rather type scenario all right first question barbecue meat or barbecue chicken i think i know the answer but barbecue meat yeah, yeah bacon but yeah about 100, yeah getting very specific <laughs> let's not <laughs> um could go further <laughs> yeah <laughs> bacon and eggs or pancakes bacon and eggs movies yeah, horror pancakes. or comedy uh comedy good okay um uh, I'm such a little wuss when it comes to horror movies, man. Like, really? oh, oh I jump, I jump off that. I jump don't know why, but, and not your, not yeah. your friend. Oh, oh that's it. Why God do I know the that? Like a lot of like manly guys, are just like it's yeah. just the it's the walk in of like you hear the music, you know it's coming, and it still gets you. Like <laughs> you it's so of, like, frustrating to what? me. <laughs> just like you walk in, it's like, what's that horror scene? I'm walking out. You turn. Card game or board game? Uh, board game. Yeah, uh, big mm, into what's, Catan. do you know what Catan is settlers i of Catan. don't what's Catan? is it like a, a scrabble or like a dungeons and dragons it's like a mixture of the two so it's kind of oh. like i said i was a bit of a nerd back in the day so it's like yep. you get these uh this is just a huge promo for sellers of Catan. um <laughs> but <laughs> you literally just have these different areas and you gain resources to build more homes and all this kind of stuff and then eventually you win so no, I don't know. It's a quicker version of all that kind of stuff, but um, you can get like expansion packs and all sorts of stuff. So, one of my mates have oh, all these expansion geez. packs and stuff. Does but, it go as long as um, Monopoly? Or does it just yeah, it's about and Dragons? It's maybe a little like, bit less yeah, than that. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Oh, it's, it's like, like an hour, maybe an hour because oh, I was going to say what is less than a game of Monopoly because I don't think I've ever finished a game of Monopoly so it- the key is hiding those $500 bills yeah. underneath <laughs> the board <laughs> we've all been that guy all been the banker going oh how'd you get $1,000 all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to end this game it's been six hours okay <laughs> mate I've never played Monopoly with you you've just given away your, your secret that's it never letting yeah, you be the, the banker <laughs> oh Cheated man brick. that's funny <laughs> <laughs> eating food dine-in or delivery um i like uh dining in i kind of am one of those people that actually enjoys the whole atmosphere of a place um a lot of times even like uh everyone's kind of had a terrible job i assume you know like yeah like you learn so much from that first job or like yeah you learn a lot of like morals and stuff and like having like someone there and how much it means for a local business to have people there and it makes their business look good therefore they get more people through the door and everything else you know and i think in these times supporting small businesses is uh, all right. Where am I up to sleeping side of the bed or in the middle and spread? Well, here's the problem, Blake. <laughs> yeah, um, with- no, <laughs> I'm a bigger human being than most. So I've got a bit of a, um, an issue with this. Um, my bed, obviously no bed fits the, the length of me. <laughs> so I usually do, you know, the fetal position of like, you know, curl up in a ball. Um, but I'll have to do that kind of like at a diagonal to like fit in the actual bed. Yeah. So, there's not much room for anyone else to get in. No. There, no. So. American beer or Australian beer? Look, my favourite beer I've ever had is American. Yeah, it's called Schneider oh, yeah. Bach. It's a Texas beer. Uh, you might have had it in Texas. I'm Not sure. No, nah, mate. I was, I was, I was, I was, get, kind of I was like. getting, too drunk on the Lone Stars. So. <laughs> the Lone Star is a bit cheaper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll run through the next three: sprints or distance running. Being a distance, footballer. distance, cool. Yeah. Uh, calling or oh, texting. I don't know. Uh, big call guy. I yeah. am terrible at texting. I, I'm okay, but one of those people that will just keep the text and like pin it to the top and then just get back to it another time, which is <laughs> yeah. just like two days later. Where I'm like, if you want to know something about me or you need something or whoever it is, yeah. or you want to hang out with maybe, just call me. But I think yeah. I get so much more information right away rather than yeah. taking 20 texts to figure out where we're doing and where I know. we're going. Uh, AFL Grand Final or the Super Bowl? Playing or watching? Uh, Playing, like- I'd love to play in a Super Bowl. Like Super oh, yeah. Bowl is just that's like, oh it's, it's terrible because this is what I do as AFL, but like, yeah, Super Bowl is a worldwide phenomenon. Like, yeah. Super Bowl is being played on Channel 7 on yeah. Monday, like yeah. on Australian television, you know. Like, yeah, AFL grand final is not being played back home, I can guarantee you that. No. All Be right, it, the Super Bowl man is a whole different experience. Um, mate, one really quick thing, just because I think it's bloody hilarious, and just want to get a really quick comment. When I interview people, I like doing my research and I think Mm. there's no better place to research than the deep dark web or what I like to call page two of Google. Page two of Google. And I type in my co-host's name. So I typed in your name and it came up uh, that you shared a voicemail of president elect or president right now, Joe Mm. Biden recorded for your mum. And I listened to it on your tweet and it was so wholesome. I just thought, that is so cool. I know yeah. you sat with him in an AFL game back when he was VP in 2016 or something like that. How do you feel like seeing the guy in charge now? Well, albeit like he's followed up a absolute douchebag, but it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> it's wild, yeah. And like the whole thing was like... Uh, all the day. Of course, my mother doesn't answer her phone whenever <laughs> Joe Biden calls. But it was cool because she, she actually, in her not answering the phone, she was able to to be able to keep that as you know, like evidence. That's amazing. So it was kind of, it was awesome that she didn't answer the phone. But also, oh. I kind of give a crap for it. So I'm like, you won't even answer the President of the United States, you know, even if he gives you a call. So <laughs> yeah, so it, that whole day was pretty phenomenal, man. Like it, it was, I don't think people quite understand because it's not probably the... um amount of oh, just high regard for a prime minister yeah. as there as a president if that makes yeah. sense so, like, yeah, yeah. there's not as much patriotism that kind of stuff and whenever he came over here even as the vice president how much you know security detail and everything else mm-hmm. that had to go wrong, along with this thing it was just a crazy experience and all and he was such an interesting fellow like you look at people who can just work a room walk you you just you know you see people and you just see them and how they can go from conversation to conversation and be engaging with one person to another and be able to be totally different people that they'll talk to but be able to find something that they'll be able to you know marry up on he was just charismatic as hell and was able to do that you know and he um I, I like I was right away when I met him he was just chatting away blah blah, blah and then was like oh let me call your mom you know just kind of like chilled out just relaxed wow. just having a bit of fun in an AFL game and yeah it was just kind of cool like it was very like random the fact that I actually yeah. got to meet him I actually missed him I was playing VFL at the time mm. and I had to convince the club to allow me to miss the VFL game to go <laughs> see him and it, as everyone knows my head coach Nathan Buckley's quite quite passionate about footy I mean he's yeah. played his whole life and he's been part of it you know and it was quite daunting, I think, to, to try to ask him to see <laughs> if I can miss a game. So, as you do, I'm not sure if he's aware of this or not, but as you do, um, you know, whenever like growing up, you know, you've got the two parents, right? You've got mom and dad that's yes. kind of like the Head of the household, yeah, or yeah. you know, if you the want good. to stay in someone's house, and let's say mom's the head of the household, you ask dad first, you get him to get over the line, then you Class, the classic table. good cop, bad cop. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm not gonna say that because that looks him with yeah, yeah. <laughs> You wait, him. wait, wait, you're not calling anyone bad, you know. No one no, is bad, no. it's just good <laughs> or more good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he so there's another guy, Neil Baum, who was the GM at the time, who's now at Richmond and I I went to him first and just said, like, is this something that you know? Am I am I asking for too much to to ask this question? Yeah, I don't want to upset anyone. I know totally understand the scenario of I'm here at this country to essentially to play footy and everything else. But this is such a once in a lifetime opportunity that like Mm. I would kick myself the rest of my life I didn't even ask the question so it was about six months prior to the whole thing happening at the U.S. consulate who I've done stuff with prior like previously said look do you want to be part of hosting this high-profile person and whatever they said that I was like oh yeah cool whatever like happy to help out you know no big deal Mm. and I thought it'd be like a Condoleezza Rice or something like that you know someone who's like maybe kind of knows the name but don't really know the person or what they did or anything like that you know and whenever it came public my dad actually found out that i was going to hang out with joe biden before i did through like triple m or something so my dad who is on the other side of the world yeah like listens to everything like he'll listen every single morning he'll turn on triple m and like listen to the radio and stuff whenever he's in the u.s of what's going on in Australia. And apparently, it came out that like, Joe Biden was coming to town and someone was going to host him. So, my dad calls me up and he's like, Are you hosting Joe Biden? And I was like, <laughs> What? He's like, I heard it on the radio, like that he's coming to town. I remember like six months ago, you know, you said like a high profile person for the US is coming. Like, yeah. I did not even put the two together. Like, I was yeah. just doing everyday life, would wasn't really worried about it. And he found out for I it. Of course, wow. like an hour later, the U.S. consulate calls out. And was like, "Hey, obviously it's been released. That this is the person that's coming." Blah, blah blah. We'll have to get the proper security detail to make sure that everything's sorted. And yeah, yeah, it was just like an amazing experience. Huh. And like, I'm not really one to care about people as you know as no. profile over what they are. Yeah. But it was just kind of cool to see someone who has got that kind of platform and who's you know now in that position to mm-hmm. see him as just a normal person and to know that like no matter how high the status goes no matter how high people think you are yeah everyone's just an ordinary human like and it's just i don't know like it's one thing over the years like i remember growing up i used to idolize people and stuff and then now i get to the point where if i were to meet the president of the united states or meet whoever it is that might be a high high profile person i just don't i wouldn't be shell-shocked i would just yeah. be like oh cool like well, it's great yeah. to meet them you know i think they're a great person like you'll have a normal conversation rather than being that person it's like oh my gosh like, yeah what do, say? what do i do you know like that's it you're just like that oh, nah, man like this is gonna be a cool thing i always talk about and hopefully he's a nice person and nine times out of ten man like they actually are pretty freaking normal. Like, yeah, no, that's it. And there's only, there's only so many, I think, you, know, you said it before, there's only so many once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that come up in a lifetime. And that was just one of them. And like, look, aren't you glad you asked that question because I like- the experience and the day that you got you know even the little memory bringing it back to the voicemail for your mum like that's such a cool little token and memory of the day not even just for you but for her she was not even there just all of a sudden it happened so that's such a cool experience for you man and chatting to you on this podcast it's been such a cool experience for me I know like we're good mates we chat outside and play golf and grab beers and stuff so I really appreciate you coming on and having a chat and let me know what brand beer you want so i will uh drop a slab over to your place just let me know you're an absolute gem of a guy and uh, appreciate you talking about thanksgiving and, and appreciating each other i thank you so much for coming on and awesome man thanks for having me on it's um it's great to see you doing this and, and connecting with people i think you've met throughout your kind of lifetime i think obviously in the position you'd be able to in, in media and radio it's um you've met some quite unique stories along the way um and i'm, I'm flattered to, to be one of those so i appreciate you having me on man and hopefully um, the rest of the podcast goes well catch up on any or all of the Best Mates with Blake episodes, just search Best Mates with Blake wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, to follow along with highlights of the chats, including some clues as to who I might have on the next episodes, follow Best Mates with Blake on Instagram. Cheers.